Spirit of God, we bless your name. We honor you, O God, for however you have brought us in the mighty name of Jesus. You have given us another privilege to live and we say we are so grateful, Lord. Thank you for all the marvelous things you are doing in our lives. Thank you, O God, for the doors you have opened unto us. Thank you, O God, for the testimonies. Thank you for the testimonies you have given us, O Lord. We give you all the adoration because you are Lord. Have your way. Have your way, Spirit divine. Have your way in our midst today. And let your will be done in our midst, O God. In Jesus' mighty name. Grant unto us divine understanding of every word that shall be released on this altar. Grant unto us divine illumination in the mighty name of Jesus. Grant unto us, O God, power to do. Mind to understand. And we shall forever give you glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 So, by the grace of God, we started this, this series last week. And I want to bring it to an end today so that we can start a series on grace. So that we can start a series on grace. And then we are talking about the seven laws of harvest. Akofakuraba. <laughs> The seven laws of harvest. And we have learned about number one. We said the first law says that we will reap only what has been sown. Okay, I'll I'll come back to this. Let me give a recap of it in, in like two minutes. Those that just joined us so that you can get you can get it. So we push. I love you all. God bless you all. You are, you are really supporting the work of God and we are happy. Okay, the truth is that the Bible says that. As heaven and earth remain, there are some things that will never cease. One of them is sowing and reaping, planting and harvesting. And the truth is that it, it, it reflects in the daily, daily dealings of man on this earth. Whatever you are doing on this earth, it's, it's just like you planting a seed. And because you have planted, there is a day that you will reap. So if there is a planting season, then it simply means that there is something called a harvest season. You know, there are some people and they don't want to be hearing this. Okay, so Papa Gagoff has scripture about while the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, cold and heat. And summer and winter and day and night shall not cease. So we have never had a time that we had a day throughout with no darkness or with no night. Whether you like it or not, it doesn't matter how the day will look like. Definitely the day will go to an end and the night will take over. The same way when we, when we plant a seed, there is a season where we harvest. The same way we have seasons that we, we all know. In Ghana we have we have the rainy season and we have the dry season. In certain places, we are having the winter, we are having the autumn, the spring, you know, all those things. And it doesn't cease. When it is time, it appears. Okay. So when we started, I said that how you are living your life, it is the same way a farmer 
or, or, or yeah, a farmer goes to the farm and plants a seed. Whatever you are doing on this earth, it is a seed you are planted. Which one day, one day, there will be time for its harvest. So if you do good, you are sowing good seeds. If you do evil, you are sowing evil seeds. Whatever you are doing for somebody, don't say you are doing for the person. Listen, it is a seed you have planted. Whether you like it or not, one day, one day, it will come back to be a blessing to you or it will come back to be a curse unto you. So we started talking about these things. And you know, because, because of the hard nature of this message, some of us, <laughs> we, don't, we don't love it, we don't like it. When Christians hear that something you are doing will come back to haunt you, they will run away. You don't want to hear it. <laughs> but the truth is that if you live your life having this in your mind, it will, it will guide your steps so that whatever you are doing, you'll be very careful how you are going about it. So it simply means if today you are helping a man of God in his ministry someday, tomorrow, somebody will also come back and help you. Listen. Any seed you plant on this earth, whether you like it or not, one day you will harvest. And this is the truth most of us we don't want to hear. So maybe you have somebody's child or somebody's son with you while you are taking care of that son or you are taking care of that daughter and you are taking care of the daughter anyhow. Listen, one day, one day you have no idea that it is a seed you are planted and when the time of harvest comes, you may not love it. Global General, you're welcome, sir. So whatever we plant, we harvest. So I, I started with the seven laws of harvest. And we said the first law is that we reap only what has been sown. You cannot, you cannot sow maize and come back to reap pineapple. It doesn't happen. So whatever you are sowing, the same you will reap. So if you plant cocoa, you won't harvest mango. When the time of harvest comes, or when the season of harvest comes, you will harvest cocoa. It is what you placed inside the soil that will germinate to bring out your harvest. So if you are doing evil, don't expect good to come back to you, sir. And by these laws, man needs to be very careful. Because whatever you are planting today, tomorrow you will reap. So nobody will plant a prayer. And harvest sugar cane tomorrow. It doesn't happen. It is what you plant that comes back to you. It is what you plant. It is what you have put in the soil. So we said, we reap only what has been sown. The second law says that we reap the same kind as we sow. So it is in relating to the first law. The third law says that we reap in different seasons than we sow. What does that mean? Whatever you are reaping today, you may not harvest it today. Because when you enter into the arena of agriculture and you ask a farmer, the farmer will tell you that you cannot harvest on the same day you plant. There is a season for, 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 for sowing and there is a season for harvesting. You cannot use the season of sowing to, to, uh, uh, to harvest. No. So whatever you sow, there is a season you harvest. So maybe you have done something good and in your mind you are blaming God that nothing better has come in your life. Mommy, I have a pleasure, welcome. 
Maybe you are blaming God that you have done some good things that you are expecting its manifestation today. Maybe it may not come because it is not the right season to come. So whatever good you are doing today, please, the season will come where you will harvest that good. The same way the bad you have done, the same way there is going to be a season where you will harvest those evil. And when I say these things, eh, I always want to talk to men of God that are serving men of God. If you leave me, and if you permit me, I will speak to men and women who are serving men of God. It is too risky. It is too risky. You know, some of us in our service, we do some things. And we don't have it in mind that it can come back to hunt us. We are doing all sorts of things in our service. Mama, daddy, it is a seed you are planting. And you see how busily and how happily you are doing those things. When the harvest is due and it comes back to you. As for you, you won't remember. So you may be, you may be blaming your, your grandmother or your grandfather. But I tell you. Whatever a man is doing, that is why the Bible says that God cannot be mocked. You cannot do it and think that nothing will come back to you. God cannot be mocked. You cannot mock God with your actions. You cannot laugh at God with your actions. You cannot do some things and, and you think in your mind or you have that thinking or you have that thought that you are mocking God. Whatever a man shows, the same is a reap. <laughs> So why don't we go about sowing good seeds? Listen, so when I started, I told you that where you are today is as a result of the seed you sown yesterday or you sown in the past. Some of us, we are reaping. Some of us, we are enjoying today. Some of us, too, we are going through troubles today because of what we did in the days of past or in the days of old. When we were young, when we were growing up, the way we set our life has determined our today. And whatever a man is doing today will influence the tomorrow. This is the mystery of life. The mystery of life, one of them is this. If you want a better tomorrow, please start doing something better today. If you want a better tomorrow, start doing something better today. Because that good things or that good seed you are planting today can have an influence on your tomorrow. So whether you will be happy tomorrow or you will be sad tomorrow, it, determined, it, it is determined by the seeds you are sowing today. So this is what I began with. And I want to push it again. Through the, the fourth law, the fifth law, the sixth law, and the seventh law, and I am done. I pray you don't get angry with me because I'm going to say some serious things. This is my nature. This is how God created me. Especially when it is the truth. Is somebody there? Well, let me see your fire emoji if you are there. Some are getting angry, so they are going. Please come back. Let's learn the word of the Lord together. Papa Bright is here. It's been a long time. I believe you are doing great. Please, if you are, if you are going, come back. Let's learn the word of the Lord. Christians, we don't want hard messages. We want to receive it and we tap. I receive it. <laughs> I inject it. 
I dance to it. I run and accept it. I open my doors to it. Let it enter. <laughs> that is later. Christians,、uh, we love hey, when the message is passing us. No, 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 no. We won't stay. <laughs> but, but stay and let the message pass you, so that you amend your ways for a brighter tomorrow. That is me. Okay. So let's enter into the fourth law. We know for Benyezu, we saw more than again. But when I was declaring, we saw the number of people online. Yeah, that is it. I'm not for declarations. But the man is stopping in your maybe a oil, no. So if we cry, the PR we can't hear. This is my nature. So let me enter into the fourth law. Fourth law. So the fourth law says that we reap more than we sow. When I when I got to this law, eh, I was crying. So the first law says that we reap only what has been sown. Two, we reap the same in kind as we sow. Three, we reap in different season than we sow. Four, we reap more than we sow. Let me let me explain this with agriculture. I know there are a lot of senior men of God and senior women of God on this platform, so they will, they will help me with their with their anointing. When it comes to messages like this, you're not a pretty listen. Let me use the the, the how the agriculture or let me use how the farmer does his things. Any time a farmer is sowing, the seeds sown and the harvest. Are not the same, true or false? <laughs> true or false? The seeds sown and the harvest they are not the same. If it is true, then it is dangerous. When we enter into the negative aspect, it is dangerous, and when we enter into the positive aspect, it is beautiful. Okay, so when the when the farmer. Plants a seed of maize. Ayala, <laughs> okay, Papa, Papa Philip, I appreciate you, Papa. Thanks for coming. I love you, Keke. I love you, Star Baby. Thank you for supporting us always. So, what the farmer sows is different from what he reaps. So, I'm going to break down the negative and the positive. This is how I do my preaching. So when it is the negative, take time and listen. When it is the positive, to take time and listen, and then you judge the two and you do what is right. That's all. So when a farmer is about to plant a maize, it is just a seed or two or three, and on the suffer, he plants that seed, and when that seed terminates into a plant. It bears a lot of fruit. So just one maize plant can give you like one, two, three, four bunches of maize. Hey, so it means that what the man planted and what he harvested, they are not the same. <laughs> is that true? If it is true, let's see whether it is in the word of the Lord. <laughs> okay, let's see whether it is true in the word of the Lord. Do you remember the story of Second Samuel chapter number eleven? 
Who remember that story? It was a man called David. When it was time for the kings to go to war, this man didn't go. And he started walking around. And when he was walking around, he saw something. His eyes was brought on, or his attention was brought on a woman who was taking her bath. And she made inquiries about the woman. They said, this is Uriah's wife. And Uriah was part of the soldiers who were on the war front fighting for the cause of Israel. Whilst the king was in his kingdom roaming about. So they brought their report to this man and told this man called David that the woman bathing is a property of a man called Uriah. And this man, after hearing it, was not, nothing shook him. After hearing this message, nothing, nothing touched him. After hearing that the wife, the, the woman belongs to a certain man who was part of his soldiers, nothing pricked him. He said for the woman to be brought. And when the woman was brought, he had his way with the woman. Hmm. So this man planted the seed. <laughs> so he planted the seed. I don't know whether I should call it adultery or fornication. But between the two, so this man planted the seed. And after planting the seed, the Lord brought somebody to come to this man. The Lord told a prophet to come. His name is Prophet Nathan. And when the prophet came to this man, the prophet started bringing out certain things that would happen to the man. And when, we, when I was talking about the second law, I told you that just that act of David, he broke all the five laws or all the five commandments pertaining to man, David broke all. So I explained that in the second law. And the same thing happened here. Sir, when the man came, when the prophet came, the prophet started bringing out what he did. And second Samuel chapter 12 verse 9 down, I'm going to use that to explain. The first indictment the man brought out was that you killed Uriah. He planted an evil seed by killing Uriah. And the judgment was that the sword will never depart from your house. According to 2 Samuel chapter 12 verse 10. Listen, he planted killing Uriah. But the Bible said that his harvest was that <laughs> the sword will never depart from your house. Just one killing. This man was going to harvest more than what he did. Mm. 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 Is somebody there? Is somebody here with me? Just one killing, just one sex that led to the killing of the husband of the of the woman. The prophet came to this man and said, You killed Uriah, according to Second Samuel chapter 12, verse 9. And then after killing Uriah, your reward is that the sword will never depart from your house. First seed. And it's harvest. The second indictment says that you took his wife. <laughs> and if you read Second Samuel chapter 12, verse 11, the Bible says that the judgment that was there, the harvest that was there, is that your wives will be taken before your eyes. Listen, all these things I am talking about, David harvested them. 
He said the sword will never depart from your house. And it happened. And he said you took his wife. Your wives will be taken before your eyes. And it came to pass that, the, that Absalom, he had sex with the wives of the, of the father. In the plain eyes of the entire people. Hmm. And there was another indictment. He said, when you read Second Samuel chapter 12 verse 12, he said, you did this secretly. <laughs> but he said, your wives will be defiled openly before all Israel. <laughs> so I'm going the negative tangent after that I'll come to the positive tangent see you the Lord is saying that you planted this seed secretly but for the harvest it will not be in the secret <laughs> you planted this seed secretly but you will never harvest it secretly though you did it in the secret but I, the Lord, I will allow your wives to be defiled openly before all Israel. So you can see that the, the, the sowing and the harvesting, they are not the same. So you can see that the sowing and the harvesting can never be the same. The harvesting is more than... Listen, the kind of judgment that was read out unto David, they were so serious than than the actual act just a small act this man entered into he got himself a harvest that really worried him sir he said you did this secretly but your wife will be defiled openly before all israel and then in the verse number 14 he said you gave occasion to the enemies to blaspheme the Lord. Because of your actions, people have come to blaspheme God. Because people knew that for you, the Lord was with you. People knew that you were doing things right. People knew that the Lord himself has been with you always. Yet, you have, you have been able to do this evil. And he said, the indictment was that, you gave occasion to the enemies to blaspheme the Lord. 12.14 And in the same 12.14 The harvest that came was that Your child also born to you Shall surely die. The child that has come out of This accident Will not live. But that child will surely die. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Just one accident and you see all the things that are coming out of it. So in the negative sense, I want to speak to a child of God. Sir, whatever you are engaging yourself into, or you are engaging yourself with, please, can it be compared to the happiness thereof? The pain you will receive after what you are doing, can it be compared If you are doing something that will what that can come back tomorrow to hunt you, please. By the message of the Lord, I beseech you that put a stop to it. Listen, some of us we are doing some things here eh, in ministry, in life, at the workplace. We have no idea what can come 
against us tomorrow? We have no idea. He was destroying a brother so that you can get his position. You have no idea. When the harvest is ripe and the time for your harvest arrives, sir, can you stand it? Can you stand the consequences? Today you are happy. Today nothing evil is happening to you. So you think that you can go ahead and destroy the brother. You think that you can go ahead and destroy the sister. You think that you can make somebody's wife cry. God bless you, Papa Philip. You are a lady. You are making somebody's wife cry. Because... You have given attention to somebody's husband. Yet you are in the church. You see nothing wrong with it. Because you feel that you are not seeing any harvest. You are not seeing whatever you are sowing today. So you think that you are happy. You are making somebody's wife cry. <laughs> and you see it as normal. Somebody's wife is praying to God because of you. You are not afraid. Somebody's husband is praying to God because of you. You are not afraid. A certain pastor is praying to God because of you. You have no idea. Today's generation, we can even be in the same church and a lady from the choir can be flirting with somebody's husband in the same church and nothing prompts us because we feel that life is just like this. <laughs> so in the same church, you know that the man is married, yet you are flirting with the man. You've got, you, you, you've got nerves. Because you are not thinking about tomorrow. Sir, there is a tomorrow. There is a season of harvest. <laughs> in the same church, Nothing breaks you. You are destroying images of people because you want a position. You are putting out the lives of people because you want a position. Sir, practically I want to preach to you today that there is a day called the season of harvest. And the law of harvest, the fourth one states that I should tell you today that we reap more than so when your time of harvest comes you may reap more than what you have sown maybe you you are you are you are causing somebody's wife to cry but maybe you uh, listen david just slept with a woman just sex but he is going to reap death of a son and i regret me water he is going to reap death. He is having no idea. <laughs> to him, it is just sex. But to the law, to him, it is just sex. But to the law of harvest, he is going to reap death. To him, it is just sex. Abandu Shadivrahanda. Okay, let me move to the positive aspect. I love the positive side. Whatever you are doing in the house of the Lord, 
shall never go unrewarded. Whatever good you are doing at the workplace, even when people are not seeing it, please keep on doing it because tomorrow you will reap more than you have sowed. Show me a great man and I'll show you a man who sowed good seeds when it was time for him to sow. He sold good seeds. Sir, nobody is appreciating your effort today. It doesn't mean God will not appreciate you. Nobody is seeing the good you are doing today. That doesn't mean nobody is seeing it. Sir, you will be rewarded when the season is right. You are serving. A lot of people are, are saying that you are useless. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people are saying you are useless let me tell you if there is one thing that actually pays in life it is service and it is not just service serving with your whole heart there are some people they will be serving you and they will be destroying you I'm not talking about that I am talking about the service with the whole heart sir any service you are rendering to anybody today it is a seed you are sowing Keep on serving. Mm. Sorry, I was taking some water. It is a seed you are sowing. Keep on doing it. Keep on doing it. Because one day, one day, one day, one day, you will reap more than you have sown. The other day when I invited the great man of God to come and minister on this platform, he said something that he served a man of God with the, all the money in his account. Today he's reaping greatness. That as young as he is, the places he has traveled to, is he be, if he begins to mention it to shock you, the places myself I know this man of God has been to, he's a young man. I am older than him. He's a young man. But the places he has gotten to because of service. Who am I speaking to? I'm speaking to anybody on this platform serving because you are young. And when I say service, I'm not only implying that it should be in church. <laughs> you have no idea. Maybe you think that it is only in church. No. Whatever you are doing for somebody's mom at the shop, it is service. Mercy, you are selling for somebody, it is service. If only you would do it from your heart and you would do it well, I tell you, you will never go unrewarded because there is a seed time and there is a harvest time and there is a season where the harvest will come. So the fourth law says that we reap more than we sow. So if I want to receive more, I have to sow so that I can harvest more. There is this scripture I love so much. It is in Proverbs chapter 22 verse 8. Proverbs chapter 22 verse 8. If my great man can help me or my wife or anybody. Proverbs chapter number 22 verse 8. The Bible says that he who sows, okay, he that soweth iniquity shall reap vanity, and the rod of his anger shall fail. Give me time and let me answer this small. Let me 
explain this small and then we push. Let's read again. He said, He that soweth iniquity shall reap vanity. The word vanity there in the Hebrew, it means calamity or trouble. Calamity or trouble. <laughs> so he who sows iniquity will reap calamity. He who sows iniquity will reap trouble. So just an iniquity can cause you to be troubled your entire life. So mama, there are some people there, they are going through difficulties in life. Not because the enemy has attacked them, but because they are reaping what they sow. I repeat. <laughs> I said there are some people, they are going through some troubles in life today. Not because the enemy has attacked them, but because they are reaping. It is because they are reaping. Sir, and such people, eh? Mama, 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 such people, it will take the mercy of God. Such people, you will pray and pray and pray and pray and pray and pray and pray for them, but nothing will happen. Except they have encounter with the mercy of God. Maybe I am part, maybe you are part. But I pray that may God have mercy on us. Some of us, the things we are going through, where we are attacking witches and wizards in our families, it's not witches and wizards that are tormenting our lives. But it is our season of harvest of some evil we have done some time ago. Sir, sin can be forgiven. But the consequences there, it takes mercy. I repeat. <laughs> when, we are, when you are speaking this truth, people get angry. I said, sins can be forgiven right away. But the consequences, you need mercy. Let me teach you one of the consequences. <laughs> Do you know that? Let's say I am, let's say I am, I'm a harlot. Okay, it's 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 it's, it's a difficult word or it's a it's a strong word, but forgive me. Let me use that so that you get the meaning. Let's say I'm a I'm a harlot or let's say I'm a prostitute, and let's say I have prostituted for good twenty years. Then I have come to meet Jesus. <laughs> this is what I want you to understand. When I come to meet Jesus and I give my life to Jesus and all my sins are forgiven, sir, the medications I have used in 20 years, when it comes back to affect me, that is the consequences I'm going through. You have no idea. So my sins are forgiven. But it may be that I have lost my womb. I will need mercy. Mm. These are some of the things when you say that when you are telling the young people coming and it's your CNT, they don't want to listen. Sometimes you see a young boy in the kind of things they are doing. If you tell them what they can face tomorrow, they will tell you you are preaching doom. <laughs> they will tell you you are telling me that you, are, you, you, you are cursing them. It is not curse. 
it is scriptural. Right? There are some women and there are some men, even some on this platform. If 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 they should tell you what they are going through because of certain mistakes they have done in the past, you'll be shocked. If they should tell you what they are paying for what they have done or what they have come through. I told you the other time that I was praying for a lady in church. So I was busily praying in tongues and asking God how as you go about the lady's issue. And the Lord opened my eyes. And I saw pots full of blood. Plenty around the woman. Around the lady. I was busily praying for her. All of a sudden the Lord opened my eyes. And I saw pots full of blood around the woman. Then I made a parish and I saw that the number of pots I was seeing was the number of abortions the lady had done in church. Please, I'm not referring to somebody in the world. In church. She's a singer in church. She is a singer in church. A singer who, are, who is facing difficulties and I want to help pray for her. This was what the Lord showed me. Then I asked her that this is what I'm seeing. Then she began to confess. In church, a singer, a lady who lifts song and people lift up their hands because we want to worship God. A singer in church. And you say some of these things and people will be looking at you with two, two eyes. We don't want to hear the truth. But for Pastor Enochidi, I will tell you, sir, if you beat me, we die, we all go. A singer in church had done more than 10 abortions. More than 10 abortions. More than. And even some of the abortions, she confessed that she saw that some of the babies were twins. Oh, Jesus, mercy. Oh, Jesus, mercy. Oh, Jesus, mercy. Mama, I'm telling you the truth. I will never lie. Out of the ten, she said that three of them, she saw that they were twins. Twins, twins, twins. So she aborted twins, 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 three. Is that not sexy? I thank God my wife was there. Is that not sexy? Just three is six. And the remaining seven. But we are in church. Because we don't know that whatever we are doing today, it is our seed. It is our process of seed. It is our process of planting. <laughs> Sometimes when people come to church and we are praying for them. Now, it needs confession. When the person confesses and the person comes into contact with the mercy, then the Lord helps. I'm telling you, if not, you will pray and pray and pray and pray and pray. Not knowing there is something hidden. There is something hidden. Now we are not afraid when we are doing evil even in the church. We are not afraid when we are doing evil in the church. We are not afraid. We don't care. Because we don't know that there is something called seed time and harvest time. <laughs> And the fourth law says that we will reap more than we sow. Okay. 
The fifth law is just like the fourth law. So I will not talk much about it. It says that we reap in proportion to what we sow. We reap in proportion with, uh, to what we sow. We reap in proportion to what we sow. It is just like the fourth law. So I won't talk much about it. So let, let me move to the fifth law. The sixth law with the, for the sake of time. The sixth law says that Papa Vincent, uh, it's just like the, the, the fourth law. So let me move to the sixth law. The sixth law says that we reap the full harvest. Listen. We reap the full harvest of the good only if we persevere. That is where I want to talk about. The sixth and the seventh. We reap the full harvest of the good only if we persevere. I want to talk more about positives. I have done a whole lot of good. I have, I have done this for this man of God. I have done this for this human of God. I have done this for this. I have done this for that. I have not seen it because of that. He or she wants to stop. Please listen to the voice of God. Listen to the voice of God. I have not come to, to lift myself. I have nothing to even talk about myself. But I want you to hear something from God. If you are doing good, please don't stop. So when you read Galatians chapter 6, is it the verse 8 down? There is a person that says that do not be weary in doing good. Hmm. Let me try and... Uh, yeah. Thank you, Jesus. So the Lord says, says that we reap the full harvest of the good if of the good only if we persevere. Hey, that means that the good there, eh, the negative there, it comes automatically. <laughs> and let us not be worried in doing in well doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. I have no salava. So when it comes to the good year, we need the word called perseverance. Uh -huh. We see how the world is. When you want the good to come to pass, they are telling us that for that one year, you need, you need a word called perseverance. <laughs> but for the evil, you don't need any perseverance. The evil will come. That is why more times I want people to know the negative. That is more, more times because the negative there, it comes like that. But when you want to enjoy the good, they said we need perseverance. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Look at the statement from Paul. According to Galatians chapter number 6 verse 9, he said, Let us not be worried in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap. When we, or see, if we faint not, that means that there can be a season where you you will harvest, but if you faint not, you cannot harvest. Now let me tell you why it is true. It is true because when the farmer sows, and it is time for the farmer to harvest, and the farmer says that he is lazy, if the farmer feels lazy to harvest, the farmer cannot have whatever he had planted. So, in reaping what is good, 
we don't entertain laziness. Before I began today's podcast, I told you that there is no spirit that can prosper a lazy man. There is no spirit that can prosper a man who is doing nothing. There is no spirit that can cause a lazy man to prosper. Even when God wants to prosper, he, 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 he does it based on what is in your hands. So he blesses what is in your hands. Okay, let me go over to that. It says that we reap only what we have been, we have, what have been sown. We reap the same in kind as we sow. We reap in different seasons. We reap more than we sow. We reap in, a, in proportion to what we sow. We reap the full harvest of the good only if we persevere. Can you, can you, can you imagine? Only if we persevere. Only if we persevere. So for, for if the farmer becomes lazy and the farmer decides not to harvest in due season, the farmer will get nothing. This is the most dangerous thing. Do you know that the greatest problem of Christians is ignorance? I repeat. The greatest problem of Christians is ignorance. <laughs> Last week Wednesday, I told you that the reason why most of us are poor is that when you ask them, why are you poor or why are you suffering? They will tell you, I don't know. And I told you that that statement, I don't know, is the reason why you are poor. That statement, I don't know, is the reason why you are poor. Because the Bible says that my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. My people perish for lack of knowledge. So most Christians, we don't, we lack knowledge. We don't have knowledge. We are ignorant. Because we don't invest in studying. With her, the Christian is going through a lot of things. Yet, he or she doesn't learn anything. Sit her down to teach her, she will sit. Sit him down to teach him, he will sit. We want to receive everything without struggle. So it doesn't matter what has been planted. It doesn't matter the good you have planted. If you become too reluctant to harvest, you will have nothing. <laughs> so you see all the good things. Let me tell you. Let me give you one secret. Say, so, listen to this. When the, when the farmer plants or the, when the farmer sows, let's say that the farmer planted maize. Let's use that as an example. As an example, sorry. When the maize begins to germinate, do you know that automatically there are some weeds that come around the maize? Who can relate? Who understands what I'm talking about? When the maize begins to germinate, there are some weeds that grow together with the maize. Aha, uh-huh. I thank God that I have people who understand. You are not the one who planted that ingura. You are not the one that planted that wheat. But if you don't take care, the weeds can overtake your farm. <laughs> that is why the Bible says that you need to persevere. Even after doing the good, you need something called perseverance. There are some weeds you need to cut off. There are certain things you need to do away from your life. 
There are certain things you need to do away from your life. There are some petty, petty things you need to do away from your life. I tell you. Because when it is time for harvest, the evil will also come. The evil things also come automatically. So I remember the word of the Lord the other day. The, the, the farmer after planting said, somebody came back to, to tell the farmer that, ah, you, you sown or you sow good seeds, but somebody have come to also plant another test among the good things you sow. What am I trying to say? It, is, it may be true. Sorry. It may be true that you have planted good seeds. But if you don't take care and if you don't persevere and if you don't keep your eyes open to resist the evil things that will grow alongside your goodness, sir, your season of harvest will be due, but you may not be able to harvest anything. <laughs> because the evil naturally comes. It comes on its own. It doesn't need our help. It just comes. It just comes. So we have to be very careful. Can, can I read something in 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 6? 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 6. Papa Alfred, please, you are welcome. God bless you. 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 6. Daddy, can you bless me with that? 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 6. And a, a scripture drops like that. I want to see where it's there. Okay. Okay. Okay, so your verse says that the husband man that laboreth must be first partaker of the fruits. Let me read another version. Another version says that the hardworking farmer ought to be the first to receive his say of the cross. Sir, so this is not selfishness. This is survivor. <laughs> The man that planted, the farmer must be the first. This is scriptural. Scripture says that the hard-working farmer, he ought to, uh, thank you. The hard-working farmer ought to be the first to receive his share of his crops. And I am possible your worker. So, the other day, Pastor, he stood and Abba was pretty and said, when you get some of the money, when you get the money, eat some. People took it as a funny clip. It's a serious message. When God blesses you, enjoy some. <laughs> the Bible says that the hard-working farmer, he ought to be the first to receive his share of his crops. You have planted good seeds. When the season of harvest comes, please enjoy. That is not selfishness. That is survival. Are you not a farmer? Are you not the one that planted it? You, you are the one that planted that seed. Please enjoy. When the time comes for you to enjoy, please enjoy some. Sir, 
So when Galatians told us that, let us not lose heart in doing good. For in due time we shall reap it if we do not grow weary. It simply means that the good you have done, you need to persevere. You don't need to be lazy. If you are serving any man of God, keep on persevering. One day, one day, you will reap and you will enjoy. One day, one day, you will be happy that you invested your time in that service. One day, one day, you will be happy because you will be rewarded. See how this one, I've talked about only the positives. Because I want us, it is not easy to serve. It is not easy to do good. When all men are, are hurting you, but yet you are persevering. It is the diligent farmer who gets the produce. I, I, I love that. It is the diligent farmer who gets the produce. So you've got to persevere. The good you are doing, persevere. Don't stop doing the good. Plant good seeds. If not for yourself, say for your children. <laughs> I repeat. If not for yourself, for your children. If you don't want your children to, to suffer tomorrow, please start sowing good seeds today. Because your children will end up reaping or harvesting the seeds you have sown. The same way, if you don't want your children to suffer, stop the evil you are doing. You think you are doing it against the brother. You have no idea. A time will come, your children may reap. Your children will come back and be suffering from what you did. That is why whatever you are doing, exercise decorum. Whatever you are doing, be careful. One night enjoyment can ruin the destiny of your children. One night enjoyment. You have been hired to, to disgrace a great man. And you have been given $20,000. Sir, can you justify that $20,000 with the life of your children? You have been hired to bring down a great man. For $10,000. Can you justify? When it comes back to hunt your children, can you justify would that 10,000 be able can, even, can even 1 million dollars let's say you were giving 1 million dollars please can you justify when, when the evil comes back to affect your children can you justify something you know nothing about you have been hired to destroy to bring it down and we have Christians prophet justice I salute you daddy we have Christians who are always being hired to bring down men of God. Sir, <laughs> you have no idea. Today you are not seeing the, the harvest because the season is not right. But there is a season where the harvest will come to play where you would have to harvest. Maybe you will not be around, but your children will be there. The man you have accepted to destroy of late, it is easy for people to ridicule men of God. Of late, it is easy for people to bring men of authority down. Of late, it is easy for, for junior pastors to destroy senior pastors because we have no idea. We don't, we don't know that there is time for planting and there is time for harvest. When the time of harvest is due, sir, 
when that time comes, please, can you justify? Why are you extending five minutes happiness with your lifetime happiness? Why? Why is it so? Five minutes happiness we exchange with our destiny. The same thing Esau did. Just for food. That was why he did. He exchanged his future. Let us be careful, sir. Because living is seeding. Living is seeding. Whatever you are doing today, you are sowing seeds that you have no idea. <laughs> you are sowing seeds, you have no idea. You have no idea. Living is seeding. So whatever you are doing today, when the implications begin tomorrow, can you justify? Can you justify? Will you be happy? That is the question I want to ask you. Okay. So please, stay positive. Because of your tomorrow, stay positive. Because of your children, stay positive. Sow good seeds so that your children will reap so that you yourself you reap so that the environment you find yourself will accept you easily because of the good you have done unto people the environment can accept you so living is seeding thank you very much Papa Philip anything you do in your next two minutes in your next five minutes whatever you are doing it is seeding you are sowing a seed. You have no idea. <laughs> and the harvest come. Say, the money you have taken today. Can it be accounted for? The joy you are supposed to enjoy. That is why I have problem with the, with, with, with the youth. That goes in for fraud money. And ah, Can the devil give you something without taking anything in return? Let me, let me give you a secret. Sir. When you go to this ritualist eh, and you tell them that you need blood money. The reason why they ask for life, let me tell you. The reason why they ask for life, they ask for blood. The devil has nothing to give you, sir. The money you are supposed to... Listen, every, every man, every woman on this earth has a future. And there is money in your future. God bless you, sort of light. There is money in your future. As I as I'm preaching to you today, only God knows the amount of money that that is ahead of me. So when you go to this man, they will bring all that money to you in one day. Listen. So let's say that in my entire life, or in my remaining uh, years on this earth, the money. The money I'm supposed to enjoy is less, let's say it is $36 million. Let's say that $36 million. And then I have gone to a ritualist. And the ritualist, because he has that power, he will bring all that money to me so that I spend it in some days. Say, 
because I have spent the money. And maybe uh, 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 the money that he brought me. So let's say that I was given $36 million. And I have used that $36 million for a lot of things. So it has finished. And I still want more. Then the ritualist will require somebody that I should kill that person. So that the money in the life of that person will be brought to me again. So that I will enjoy. I don't know whether someone understands it is a kind of a woman meaning in a non will appear the abreme. Well, we are on a cool be a penny bacron susica at the abreme and a meti. So, blood money will always involve blood. The devil has nothing good, it is your own money he has given to you in a day. <laughs> it is your own money, so he, he can't give you money, it is your own money. The money in your future is what he has brought to you. I thank God that that he says is true. It is your own money that if you have, if you had taken time for God, you would have got, gotten it. It is your own money. And because you are greedy and you need plenty, that is why he made you kill somebody so that you, you will also acquire the riches of that person and you enjoy. So it simply means the devil has nothing to offer. Your own money. So when I see these young guys, they are so greedy, they are, they are in a rush. Something your parents were, were, were not able to acquire in the entire lifetime, you want to use one week to, to, to have it. And you think that is right? And they don't know that living is seeding. They don't know. And tomorrow when things begin, some have not been able to be married today. They are not married. Why? Because certain evil they have done in your past it demands mercy but i pray for every soul on this platform if you have been denied of marriage because of a seed you planted yesterday may god have mercy on us if money has become difficult to 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 have or money has become difficult to run into your life i pray for you that may god have mercy on you in the name of jesus if you are not employed because of a seed you planted yesterday i pray that may god have mercy on us in the mighty name of jesus as you hear this message and as your heart has been broken as you listen to this message and you have decided to ask god for mercy i pray that may god show you mercy in the mighty name of jesus May the consequences be erased by the blood of Jesus. So most of us we are harvesting. And we pray for mercy. <laughs> most of us we are harvesting. But we pray for mercy. If anybody tells you that sin is not having consequences, tell the person is a liar. There are consequences for sin. That person is a great liar. He's not interested in your future. There are consequences. When the thief is caught and he is beaten, and let's say that the thief is not dead, sir, if the Lord Jesus appears in that scene and the Lord saves the thief, the beating, the pains of the beating in the body of the thief, he will still feel it. It doesn't matter he has come into contact with Jesus. His sins has been forgiven. But the pains on his body. 
That is what I call the consequences. You will enjoy the consequences, sir. And that is why I am drawing your attention that whatever you are doing, be careful. Because living is seating. So plant the good seeds. Keep on doing what is right. Sir, don't grow weary in doing good. Keep on doing good. You will be rewarded. You have no idea. <laughs> I tell you, you have no idea. Whoever says that you will not be rewarded, you will be rewarded for all the good you have been doing. I repeat, you will be rewarded. Keep on doing what is right. We serve a God who is able to reward the good of his people. Keep on doing it. Keep on. Don't stop. Keep on sowing. That day will come. You will reap. I repeat, that day will come. You will reap. I repeat. That day will come. You will reap. Share. You think you are waking up every day. You are leading people through prayers. You are visiting people. You are you are wishing people well. Who told you that you will not receive? You will reap. The harvest will be bountiful. The harvest will even if it will even it will even influence your children. Listen, because of the good you are doing today, your children will not struggle. <laughs> Because you are sowing good seeds today, your children will not struggle. I said your children will not struggle because you are sowing good seeds today in their name. Because of the good seeds you are sowing, I repeat, your children will not struggle. They won't. They won't. Because you are doing the right thing. Sir, for the sake of your tomorrow, for the sake of your tomorrow, Keep on sowing good seeds for the sake of your tomorrow. Shadiva. For the sake of your tomorrow, keep on sowing good seeds. You will never regret. I know a God who has called me. And I know a God who has called you. The Bible calls him faithful. The Bible says that faithful is he that has called us. Eh, he will reward you. Don't grow weary of doing good. The Lord will reward you. Are you ready for the reward of God? May the Lord May the Lord reward your good May the Lord reward the good things you are doing At your workplace At your workplace Some of us We have sacrificed our lives That we will not do evil Even at the workplace And there are some of us We are not thinking about tomorrow So every scam we are part Anything evil we are part because we are not thinking about tomorrow. We are not thinking about children. We are not thinking about our destiny. We are not thinking about the destinies of our children. We are only centered about ourselves. We are centered about our today. Listen. Show me a great man and I'll show you a man who is able to think through even into his tomorrow. If you want to be a great man, think into your tomorrow. Receive the capacity to think even through your tomorrow. So a great man doesn't think about today alone because he knows that living is seeding. A great man does not think about today alone. They think about tomorrow. 
So if he if he is supposed to do something today that will affect the children tomorrow, he will stop it. Not because he's not interested in the money, but because he knows that living is seeded, and he knows that sowing and harvesting will never cease. Sowing and harvesting will never cease. So please, because it will never cease, and because it will continue to have implications in the life of people. So good seeds, yeah? intentionally so good seeds. Satan, Papa, intentionally so good seeds, it will work for you. Sir, Satan, Papa, yeah, yeah, Satan, yeah, you. Sometimes, eh, some people they do some things to us, and you want to even curse them. But there is something I believe, and I've held on to it. I know that eh, if you're a parent here and all that you do is to curse your children, you are cursing your future. Don't ever curse your child. Don't ever curse your child. You are cursing your future. You know why? Because a day will come, you will need your children to, to be there for you. But you have destroyed their lives with your mouth. <laughs> You have destroyed the lives of your children with your mouth. So if you're a parent and every time, whatever thing your child do, you, 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 you curse. Oh, you are cursing your own future. One day, one day, you will be in bed. You will be sick. You will need that son to fetch water for you. But you have destroyed the life of that son with your mouth. You have destroyed the life of that your daughter with your mouth. These are realities of life. Except you don't know. So in our dispensation, in the New Testament dispensation, when Jesus wanted to show the power that is in him, he never demonstrated that power on man. When in the Bible, why in the Bible did you hear Jesus curse a man? He only cursed the fig tree. He exercised power. He wanted to exercise authority. He wanted to exercise power for those following him to know that he is a carrier of power. But look at how he did it. He exercised it on a tree. Not on a man. Who told you that Jesus wasn't having the power to even curse those who were coming to take him from the garden? Those who were coming to arrest him. He had the power to destroy their lives in second. In just a second. Yet, he didn't. But men of God come in. Just an associate and any money. I will be your servant and you'll be They will pick a microphone and curse and destroy their life. At the end of the day, you will be judged. You have no idea. You don't know the vision, the mission the Lord has given to that son. I am not saying that sons who are of, or, or, or who are offending their men of God should continue doing it. No. But please, man of God. Be patient. Be patient. Everybody on, is on this planet for a reason. Don't use your mouth to destroy the purpose of which somebody exists. If you say you are a preacher of grace, then please exercise mercy when people offend you. It's not everywhere and every time you need to curse. Sometimes, calm down. Brief. Take a deep breath and relax. And the person you wanted to curse, if you don't curse that person tomorrow, 
that person will be your savior. <laughs> Don't be like Elijah and Elisha and go. Be like Jesus. That is what the Bible says. That let this mind be in you that was in Jesus. Jesus never cursed any man. Because Jesus knew that living is seeding. Jesus, he knew that living is seeding. <laughs> if you curse that man, tomorrow you will need water. And the man will not be there for you. Can I, can I give you the last one and I'm out of here? Sorry, I've taken your time. Forgive me. Now, Paul, they have given me three hours. So. <laughs> Number seven. And I'm done. Number seven. The last one. The last one says that we can't do anything about last year's harvest. Okay, Papa is writing, so let me take my time. He says, we can't do anything about last year's harvest. We can't do anything about last year's harvest. But we can do something about this year's. I'm going to talk about this and I'm done. You can't do anything about last year's harvest, but you can do something about this year. Why is it so? It is so because your past is your past. It is gone. There is nothing you can do about it. You can't overturn it. That's it. You can learn something from your past and influence your tomorrow. Certain mistakes you have made in the days of old. Don't repeat those mistakes. Who is a fool? A fool is someone who doesn't learn from his or her mistake. <laughs> that, is, that is the definition for a fool. Anyone that doesn't learn from his mistakes is a fool. Listen. If you want to be great, learn from where great men fell. Take a message out of that and carry on. <laughs> there are some of us, when we see that great men, they have fallen. We laugh at them. And we don't learn anything. And when we get there, we also fall. It is, a, it is only a fool who does that. Learn from where men fell. Learn from where men fell. Take a message out of that and push. That is a sign of a wise son. So if I relate that to the preaching I am, I am on. So the seventh one says that we can't do anything about last year's harvest. Sir, the harvest you had last year, there is nothing you can do about it. Maybe your harvest in last year wasn't that much. Don't cry. Why is this network doing this? Don't cry about that harvest. Okay? Let me tell you something. If you want to receive a good harvest tomorrow, please, for that one day you can do something about it. So let's say that you have made mistakes in the past. People, a lot of things are working against you in the past because of the things you have done in the past. Sir, you can do something about tomorrow. Tomorrow is in your power. You have power over tomorrow. And that power is today. You have that power to influence your tomorrow today. So intentionally sow good seeds today so that your tomorrow Will be powerful. I'll repeat. Intentionally sow good seeds today. Because life is full of consequences. Whether good or bad. It is part of life. And life is full of important choices. 
And every choice has a consequence. Every choice has a consequence. Every choice. So please, make the right decisions. Make the right decisions. Because you cannot do anything about last year's harvest. You cannot do anything about last year's harvest. And we must live. We must learn to live with the oh network equality. We must learn to live with the consequences of our failures. Some of us, because of the consequences of our failures, a lot of things are going on in our lives. We pray for mercy. We pray for mercy. We pray for mercy. So you cannot do anything about last year's, but today you can do something about it. That is why we have entered into the month of grace. Grace will speak for you and the consequences will be dealt with. You will not live with the consequences again because the Lord God most high. He will do with you great things and you will enjoy life. Please. Don't fight yourself because of the failures of yesterday. Don't fight yourself. But rather, start sowing good seeds today. I repeat. Start sowing good seeds today. It will help you. <laughs> Intentionally sow good seeds. I said what? Intentionally sow good seeds. Don't let anything stop you from sowing good seed intentionally. Forgive yourself of what you have been through yesterday. Mm? And be like Paul. Keep your focus on Christ and do what is good. And we serve a God who is able to reward. The God of Pastor Enoch, the God of Sophomame. The God of Queen Esther, the God of Apostle Jacob, the God of Papa Philip, the God of Elvis and Tabaka Wood, he is a faithful God. And this God will never leave us. Your God, my God, will never leave you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That, that faithful God will make sure that all things shall work together for your good. So I thank God that I've been able to finish this message. The last one, it entails a lot. But I can in album so that you will get the meaning well. I want God to bless us and take us far. So please be part of this family. Let's move. When you come online to and you see wind, wind of hope, please go and pray. She loves prayer. <laughs> I said I can rest now. <laughs> she knows she, she loves prayer. On a Friday, oh, I was fired up. The midnight of Saturday. I closed 